All right, welcome to the show, everyone. Great to have you all with us. We're talking about the AFC North today, so a division we haven't done yet. So I'm really excited about that. Lots to talk about. We're doing a deep dive on the Steelers, who I think have a very intriguing and potentially successful season ahead of them, depending how it goes. So it's quite a cool team to be talking about, team that could be contending. So here to discuss uh, the obstacles and potential successes for the Steelers is uh, Freddie from the Franchise Tag Podcast. How are you, Freddie, today? Well, as well as I can be, Ed, uh, thank you for having me on the show. Um, really, really great privilege to be on with you. Um, as well as you can be in the furlough life, a little bit bored, admittedly, but, uh, you know, just pottering around and trying to keep myself busy. Well, you know, life could be worse, but I, I get what you cut. I get what you're saying. It's uh, it can become quite boring. Yeah, I'm currently, I was playing as the Steelers on Madden. However, I'm a little too dominant. So I decided <laughs> that I would I, I would uh, be the lowest rate team, which is the Dolphins. And I thought, oh, in the first year, like I'll do rubbish. And then I'll get like a draft tour or someone or Joe yeah, Burry. Yeah. I'd be really good. I'm a 10, a 10 and three, I think, top of, the, top <laughs> of the whole NFL. And I'm like, how does this happen? How does this happen? I can't. I see every time I touch the controller, I seem to win. I don't know what, I don't know what's rubbed off on me. Maybe you need to, uh, I think I need to get a life. Up. I think I need to get a life. That's what I think it is. I need to get back to work. <laughs> Um, so obviously you're a big Steelers fan and a lot of people might think, you know, I'm a Patriots fan, so we might have a bit of, uh, of a beef, but you're also a, a Villa fan. I hope you don't mind me saying so. I feel like we've got some common ground there. Yeah, Villa fan from Leicester. Who'd have thought it? I mean, yeah. I, probably, I usually would, but it's like holy water I'd burn usually when I go back. <laughs> Yeah. My dad, my dad was a Villa fan, so uh, I, I chose chose Aston Villa. Though I, I do admit, since my NFL love has grown, my football love has lessened since we uh, obviously got when we got relegated and whatnot. So I do keep an eye, but uh, maybe not as much as a football slash soccer fan as I used to be. But still, up the Villa. I'll, uh, I'll I'll make you feel a bit better as well before we move on to the NFL. Um, my dad was a, is a Birmingham fan, so <laughs> he's not wow. happy with me. I can imagine that's some interesting Sunday lunches you have. It, it is, um, but <laughs> as you said, I've uh, I've I've uh, moved on to the NFL now, really. Um, so um, I like to start a lot of these talks, especially the first time I have someone on, talking about how you got into the game, why you picked the Steelers, and and obviously to talk about your podcast for a bit as well. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I mean, we could talk about the podcast at the at the end if you like, or I can talk about it now. Which which would you like? Um, yeah, if, if we if we do it at the end, perhaps, because then we can uh, make sure everyone's going to head over and they know where to find you. So if we, I suppose, if we stick to the uh, how you got into the game and why you picked the Steelers. Okay, cool. So I would say it was probably when I was at college, so around 17, 18, and um, <laughs> my friends... They're all them years ago, now at the tender age of 26, it feels like a, a decade ago. Um, but we what we were playing uh, Madden. I'd never played Madden before. I knew about American football, wasn't really that bothered. And we played it a little bit. And he was like, oh, yeah, he, I would say he was not big on it either. I think he was more into the game. Sure. But he watched a few stuff on YouTube and whatnot. And um, he goes, oh, you got to see his play. You got to see his play. He's brilliant. Like he does these crazy things. And um, he showed me a YouTube video and it was Troy Polamalu. Oh. And... I, I watched this video of Troy Polamalu and this, you know, this long Afro hair that was sticking out the bottom of the helmet and the plays where he just on a dime, just jump over that, over the line and hit the quarterback. And he yeah. was just so quick and so diverse and such a player. And I, I just thought, wow, like he's incredible. Like, okay, like just, I, I, look, I watched more videos of him and decided Steelers would be my team, not really knowing 
for the anti-dynasty person that I am and not really probably going with the green as I am, that yeah. I didn't really realise how much of an, a um, historic franchise they were and the fact that they were incredibly Absolutely. dominant at times as well. So I just, I chose the Steelers and I, you know, Pittsburgh and I thought, yeah, that'd be pretty cool to support them. And then I wouldn't say, I'd say I probably didn't really keep an eye on it that much for another couple of years. But then I, was, I spoke to some friends about it at work and one of my friends was like, yeah, I, I'm mad about it, crazy about it. So I started watching a bit more, watching a few games, sort of took a bit more of a keen interest. And then he invited me into their um, into their fantasy league. And it was only probably through fantasy football that my general knowledge grew exponentially. Like if 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 anyone wants to know more about NFL, play fantasy football. And don't worry about win, losing, championships, being bottom or anything like that. It's just great for your general knowledge because it makes you... It, though though I'm a very proud Pittsburgh Steelers fan and they are my team and I, you know, I want them to win every week and I love them. I I've, because I play fantasy and obviously with podcasting now and stuff like that, but more so with fantasy, I keep an eye on everything on the NFL. I, I watch all of the NFL and, you know, watching your players playing the games, um, they keep an eye on your own team as well. So we, that was a, a six team league, I think, or an eight team league, I think in our first year, won my rookie year as well. Won the whole thing. Oh, just, wow. nice just start. say, I had a very good rub of the green. I held that uh, in very high stead. Um, so still in the same um, in the same league, actually. And we've built, we've grown the league ourselves with, amongst our friends. And we've, I'd say, I was probably the first person to sort of convert into liking the NFL. Okay. And now we've got like three or four of us who were no, no knew nothing about the NFL or were into sport, not really into NFL or. Um, yeah, and that and now that I think I can confidently say with all of them, they are firm NFL fans now, like massive NFL fans, and you know could have great knowledge. And um, it's just grown and grown and grown for us being able to to learn about the NFL with all of us. <clears throat> um, and uh, and then the league gets more fun as well. I mean, we have trophies now. We have a trophy for the first place. I brought him. I I in fact won it last year uh, as well. So I'm a two time. Congratulations. Thank you. I, thank you. And I. Uh, <laughs> I bestowed upon myself an inflatable gold crown, um, which I presented at the Super Bowl, um, which you can imagine how the room took that. Um, yeah. It was a, a lot of negatives, um, but I didn't, I didn't care because the crown was on my head. Um, so and you presented um, the crown to yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was like, <laughs> I, I presented rules as well. Like I said, because we, we do joke around that we have AGMs, like annual general meetings every now and then, just cool. to discuss league things. And I presented for not only when they see me in person, and you only have to say it once, is you just say, Your Majesty. And, that, okay. then, and, and then that's over with. Like, you just have to say it, and then it's done with. It, I don't think it got, we never actually voted for it, but it didn't get it. The vote's pending, I think. But okay. I can. I, my my stipulation was yeah you're doing it to me this year but it could be any of you next year hopefully it isn't um i also no. we also have a loser's prize we had a we have had a massive belief that andy dalton was a curse to anyone's team so if you got andy dalton on your team or you picked him up on the waiver wires you would you know not succeed at all so i happened upon a like pretty much brand new andy dalton cincinnati bengals jersey in a charity sh not a charity shop not really called charity shops, what they're called, like thrift shops, sorry, like, you okay. know, trendy, yeah. trendy sort of shops, um, sure. vintage shops. And I found it, I think it was like 15 quid. And I was like, that's too good. Oh, steal. That's too good not to pass up on. So I had to buy it. And that is now our loser's prize um, is the Dalton. 
So we have an Andy Dalton jersey, a as the loser prize, an actual trophy, which I think is my friend's old bowls trophy. I don't really remember what's on the top. Um, and we also now have newly inducted the inflatable crown. So it's it's a pretty serious league. I've now dived into a listener league as well with a, another podcast, which is like a dynasty one, which is where you keep oh, your cool. players. You have never yeah. done that before. So I'm co-GMing that with someone, which that should be interesting. I've never done that before, but they're up against some people who are very knowledgeable about the NFL. So, you know, maybe, maybe we'll do well. I'm pretty happy with our team. Um, But yeah, I suppose it was just, uh, it just became a love affair really. And I just, it was just something I loved. And even to this day, when people sort of talk to you about sport and you go, yeah, I I sort of like football and like, oh, you know what you're into. And I'm like, I'm massive into American football. And you, and you still get the, oh really? Like shock. Yeah. Do you still get that when you say you like American football? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Especially, you know, I live in a in a rural town, so you know, change comes slowly. So uh, it's still whenever I see another person with an Oakland Raiders hat on or something, I'm like, oh yeah, my guy. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. exactly. And it's it's the the sport. Yeah, you know, people go on about getting like a franchise over here. That that will never happen until American football is like is like second nature over here. It's not yeah. like weird or not not weird because it's of course it's not weird, but you know, it's sort of an outcastry outlier of the it's sport. Niche, isn't it? It's niche, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like, oh, like you like that, like a bit weird. But like, well, no, it's not weird. Like it's it's one of the biggest sports. Uh, all right, they say the world. America thinks they're the world, but it's yeah, the biggest course, sport yeah. in America. But you know, football, football, rugby, cricket um, comes, you know, comes first here. I suppose tennis, I suppose, is a massive one as well. I don't see why American football can't be aligned up with cricket, tennis, um, rugby. I think it's it's fan bases you know very comparable now in the uk but it's it's just been something that i've loved ever since and luckily you know my girlfriend's come around now um she she yeah she's now a newly inducted minnesota vikings fan um so that's pretty cool yeah it's a good choice she 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 has already an, an innate hatred of green bay i and i don't I even say to her, like, you know, you only support, you only started like liking them a bit last season. It's only when you've sort of got into it. And she's like, I, I actually just don't know what it is. Like, it's just something I just sport. can't get over. It's sport, yeah. And she's not into sport at all. She was a bit into rugby, but she's not really into sport at all. But she's really getting involved and she loves doing it. She loves, we, I've, I've been going to the games in London now. I don't think I've missed a game in maybe six to eight years. Wow, that's awesome. Going. Yeah, I mean, it hits you like a ton of bricks on that wallet. I tell you that for free. Yeah, yeah it does. For yeah, and to be honest, the, the, I, I, it seems to be. I don't know why, and I don't commit to it beforehand. But it seems to be a mission for every game I go to. It's to get as drunk as I possibly can, which I, uh, it's, it's terrible because then I don't really remember some of the end of the end of the games. But I just love the event so much. Obviously, I, I'm London based now, but I'm from Leicester, so we used to make a whole day of it. You know, we used to, yeah. yeah um, Eight o'clock in the morning in the car, all of us down to Stanmore on the tube on Jubilee Line, right to Wembley and and used to have a massive day of it. And it, it it's great. And it's, it is a shame that it's not happened this year. But, you know, it, I, I do think it's the right decision. Um, but it's great because, you know, more more of the guys have been getting involved in the league. It means more people want to go to the London games, which is is fantastic. Um, my, you know, my girlfriend comes, even though she doesn't have a ticket to come in, she comes along anyway and, you know, stands around, chats to the guys and, it's it's become for me now something that brings a lot of people together and people that maybe I don't see that often. And some people that aren't even in the area now, I mean, myself's not in the area anymore. It brings people together to be able to to talk all things NFL. And that's what we just love to do. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why we've both got podcasts. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, no one else wants to listen to us, so we decided to tell the world what we thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just talk to each other. We'll just talk to each other. Uh, cool. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I think Steelers obviously are a great franchise. I, I obviously, uh, you know, have a bit of fun with the fact that we're quite a quite big rivals, but I mean that they're obviously a great franchise that quite consistently play really well and consistently make the playoffs and um you know that's got to be respected and Troy Polamalu obviously a hall of famer and a great player but actually one of my favorite Steelers players because he hasn't got as much mouth as a lot of the others he's, he's quite he's quite quiet he'll just get on with it that's exactly what I loved him as well is for if he came off the pitch and you talk to him he'd be the he could well I've seen him interviews but you can just tell with that sort of guy he's just the calm gentlest sweetest i mean i know he's yeah. very into into the lord and everything like that like just very very nice guy and yet on the field just a yeah. monster like i just an impossible human being and um there's a great story that pat mcafee told recently about when um mcafee went to run in for a sure touchdown yeah. and they did a kick fake i can't remember what year it was or anything like that and um I can't remember the game. It was it was Colts uh, Steelers, obviously, and they they say on the sideline like McAfee, you're going in for the touchdown here. It was like sure, like McAfee describes it as it's like it was sure bet, like it was always going to happen. Like I was going to run and get the touchdown. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And Polamalu stops him, breaks breaks off the breaks off the line and and tackles McAfee. Yeah. And um, I wish I knew the context of it because I, it was before I started watching. But um, for years apparently Pat McAfee was like, I, 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 you know, how did he get to me? Like that was a hundred percent. I was going in for a touchdown there. Like it, it can't happen. And uh, Palomaru did an interview, I think, like three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and he barely all does right. interviews. And the guy said to him, asked him all about it, and he just went, "To be honest, I stood there and the Lord talked to me, and it just oh. happened." And I was there like, "What?" And, the, and Pat McAfee's like, "What do you mean, the Lord? <laughs> like, Jesus told you to be in that spot, to be in that place, to go in like that? I, we were going to do that. Like we never did that play ever. And it's just like such a classic calm. Like you know, it, it wasn't about like he just had. You no, know, it wasn't a. He saw the play. He'd be studying. He like you know had put yeah. in the hours of work, which obviously you know to be on the field, you have to put hours of work. But you know he didn't study that play to know it was going to happen. That something was different. He just felt that something was different in that moment, and that's what I think is just like indescribable about him is that he just knew things that were in not even instinctive. Like he just did did the impossible. Like he just yeah. did possible, and that's why I absolutely adore about him is that. He's just a superhuman. He's just he's a superhero in a modern world. Like it's 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 mental, and he's he's such a such a great player for season. Like I said, sure bet Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly, certainly was a great player. Um, speaking of the the Steelers, um, I want to sort of move on to looking at last season. Um, the record of eight and eight, I think, sums it up quite nicely. Really, it was a bit of a wild ride. Obviously, uh, Ben went early. Miles Garrett tried to kill someone. Um, the offense looked dreadful for the most part, for good reason, and the defense looked great for the most part, for good reason. So it was a bit of an odd season. How would you sum it up? That defense is on fire. Was on fire. I'm very yeah. very excited for that defense. I mean, eight and eight was a was a, I think a, a a bloated one for us. I okay. don't. We as soon as Big Ben goes down week two, as soon as Ben injures his elbow week two against the Seahawks, as I'm while I'm watching it, I'm like, that's just done for the season. That's that's no no playoffs, no. Like right, we'll put that away. Like as yeah. soon as it catches 
sorry, as soon as it came out that he was like going to miss the end of the season, it's like, right, we'll put, you know, put, put 2019 away. Yeah. It's going to happen. We'll do as well as we can do, but you know, we'll, we'll, you know, try and upset some people with, you know, try and upset Ravens and the Browns and cause a bit of disruption. But, you know, we, we're no, there's no, nothing's going to happen here. I mean, Mike Tomlin should be in the conversation, should have been in the conversation for Coach of the Year. Eight he and eight with two, in my view, duds of quarterbacks yeah. is phenomenal. I mean, before before the bye week, we were two and four. Like, we should not have really gone eight and eight. We were, no. we were really poor. And, um, you know, after the bye week, we got on a four-game wing streak. We beat the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Colts, the Rams. You know, it suddenly feels like pretty okay. Like we're scraping by. Don't get me wrong. Like, like it's all defense. Like there yes, is no yeah. offense. offense is crumbling. Smith Schuster's injured for a bit. Um, so is James Connor. Um, we obviously lose to the Browns, and Mason Rudolph gets absolutely conked on the head with that helmet by Miles yeah. Garrett, which I stayed up. That was the late get night game, Sunday night and Monday. Uh, it was like Sunday night and Monday night, and I watched that game, and I think it was like. I don't know, say game ends like four in the morning, five in the morning. Like I was knackered. Like I actually really wanted to go to bed at like half time. I was like, oh, you know, but you know, it could be a comeback, whatever. Yeah. And I get to like the last five seconds. I'm like, I can't believe I've stayed up to four in the morning. I'm knackered. <laughs> I've had a day at work. Oh, like I really didn't really want to stay up tonight, but watch this. But okay, I've watched the Browns lose 21-7. Watch the Steelers, sorry, lose 21-7 to the Browns. And then fireworks kicks yeah. off, goes and I was like, what? Like, I suddenly from my sleep state was just aroused to like, I don't know, it was like I was watching the UFC. I was like, yeah, yeah get it. Like, absolutely. It was just I... mental. Um, obviously, we then lose the final three games. It was the Jets and the Rams. Uh, we, sorry, we lose the Browns and then we win uh, against the, we beat the Bengals, the Browns, the Cardinals. I, I did predict before the season we'd lose one to the Browns and win one against the Browns. And I, I thought we'd lose that. We, I thought we would lose at home. And then we would beat them away. But I think it was vice versa in the end. I can't remember. But, um, you know, <laughs> offense, offense and defense has it already. We scored 20 plus points nine times. Yeah. Which is not great. Um, nice. But we conceded 25 plus points three times. We only lost three games by a touchdown or more. So this this defense was just rolling and i'm so excited about it like mega excited devin bush i'm just in love with the minka fitzpatrick trade has been genius for us in the end i do think it was a risk at the time but it's worked out really well for us and tj watt is just is the better what now he is the best what in the family now um i i honestly do think if we didn't lose the browns in week 11 then we could have had a really good role there like we could the train was going a little bit like you know we had a win streak going if we beat the Browns, we could have we could have kept going. I mean, if we beat the Browns, we were nine and four then, and that would put us in good stead in the last few games to then make like to make the playoffs. And it, it it's just it was just really at the wrong time. But we didn't we didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. That's yeah. what I'm. That's what does annoy me. Some of these teams sneak into the playoffs. You're like, oh well. But, you know, if they're in the wrong division or if they're in FC or the AFC, you're like, yeah, but they they were better. You've just sort of snuck in. If we just snuck in, I don't think that would have been fair on, like, the Titans, for example, where, who were yes. just so good in the second half of the season. They were so brilliant. Um, like I said, injuries have plagued us. Big Ben's injury. Uh, Carl, um, sorry, Carl Rudolph. That's the uh, the tight end for Minnesota. Uh, Mason <laughs> 
he had quite a bad injury at the Jets game in like what what lasts but one game in the season. Juju missed four games in the end in the year. James Conner missed five games in the year. Uh, we had no receiver break a thousand yards. And it every time it seemed to watch the offense, it just felt like they couldn't catch cold. And it was a shame because they are a good offense. I mean, I think NFL is a <coughs> excuse me, sorry. NFL is such a recency bias league. Yeah. We've, we've forgotten about this year. Like, no one's talked about the Steelers nowhere, other than like Steelers fans have talked about us. We've sure. been forgotten this year, which is fine by me. I'm happy going under the yeah. radar. But we are a good team. You look at, I was, you know, doing the research earlier for this today and I looked at our depth chart. We'll, we'll go more on about that later on with sure. what we talk about next season. But, Focus, but our roster is is stacked, and we're getting forgotten about. But we'll look at the the defense last year. We're third in passing defense. We're top in sacks with fifty four. Watt had fourteen and a half. Dupree eleven and a half. Cam Hayward nine. Watt and Dupree were in the top ten of people with sacks. Top ten sack list for the whole of the NFL. We're second in interceptions with twenty. Um, Joe Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick both having five. The the the, the, Mink, the Minka uh, trade was instrumental. I think it really gave us the boost we needed. Um, I thought, well, this is what I hoped would happen when we drafted Devin Bush. Now, I'm not a, I'm not massive into my college sport, um, into my college football. Unfortunately, I'm trying sure. to get there next year. I hope I'll be right involved. But um, when we drafted Devin Bush, it was like that's that's Ryan Shazier's replacement. Clearly, that is the guy who's going to be Ryan Shazier. But Ryan Shazier is such an important cog in the Steelers' machine whether it be from a playing standpoint, a leadership standpoint, or just a guy in the room, it, yeah. he is massive. And as soon as he was injured and unfortunate injury as it was, and I wish him obviously all the best to Ryan Shazier in the future, but it was so clear. We just lost that. We just lost our edge. We just lost that personality. We lost that leader. And Devin Bush looks like that guy to me. He yeah. really, He's. I thought he, he he leads the team. He leads by example. He's so fast. He's so versatile. He's just there in an instant. I mean, um, he led the team in total tackles. He's just for me. He's my favorite player at the minute for the Steelers. He's just the next generation. I think of a top defense in Pittsburgh. Um, we we're 14th in rush defense, um, and we were last in touchdowns conceded. Um, but by the rushing touchdown, we only got seven, which okay. is like completely forgotten about. I yeah, I didn't know that like, i was just thought we were like you know we were decent well you know we, we you know stop people getting in the end zone but we're lowest in the league on the ground like that's that's something not talked about i don't think anywhere is that we will stop the run and if we can keep that on next year with the amount of running backs that are in this league at the minute and the amount of good running backs that are in yeah. this league at the minute as well as the rookies coming on we we're gonna we're going to stop them. We 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 can stop that. We will. It will be a massive um, feather in our cap. But we shut down your ground game. But you have to go to the air, and that's and we're pretty good in the air as it is. So we we have got that perfect mix of being able to shut you down there, and then we're pretty decent in the air. Okay, we're not as good as some teams in um, the backfield at the defensive back position, maybe, but. We're good enough to stop being to pressure you. And I mean, that Bud Dupree, TJ Watt combo was the best. It's the best it's ever been last year. I I honestly was a little bit out on Bud Dupree a little bit by last year. I was a little bit like, I'm not really sure. not really sure if it's working. I mean, your first round pick, 
you're good, but you just, you know, TJ Watt, first round pick, is, you know, he, and he's, you know, instantaneously amazing. Does it work for these guys either side? And then this year, it's just, sorry, 2019 year, last year, it was, it's just worked. It just looks, it looks great. It looks like a great tandem. And then what's even worse is you have the, it's a three headed monster. You have two, you know, two heads coming at you either side. And then you have Cam, uh, Cam Haywood in the middle, who is just going right at you in the middle. Yeah. And it's, you can't, we can't be stopped there. Um, we, I thought our schedule wise was pretty good last year as well. I mean, the, we only played, what was it? Two, four, five teams that made the playoffs. We played the Patriots, Seahawks, 49ers, Ravens, and the Bills. We only just lost the Ravens in one of them games. One that, in fact, one of them games that we lost was a field goal in the last second by Justin Tucker. And our, it was the same day as the first game at Tottenham, as the Raiders Bears okay. game. Yeah. And managed to get tickets for that in the end. And me and my friend, me and the producer of my podcast went and we watched the end of the Steelers uh, Ravens game in the in the in the concourse. And honestly, when Justin Tucker when Justin Tucker kicks the ball, it is veering so far left, I turned around and celebrated. <laughs> and I three sixtyed myself and turned just as I turned back around. That ball vied right and went right through the posts, and it was heartbreaking. And yeah. a true sign that you should never celebrate too early. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I agree, you know, with a lot of what you said, um, especially uh, as it regards to the defense. So um, let's just talk a little bit about offense before we go into the off-season um, acquisitions and, and losses. Two questions really for you. What do you expect out of Big Ben coming off these injuries? Because obviously he had a big season the year before, but obviously this is a big injury to a guy who's never been the fittest. And obviously it's a big injury. And what do you think about Juju? Do you think he's a true number one? Because obviously you've you've bought in other people around him like Chase Claypool. And do you think that's because Mike Tomlin and the guys are thinking the more weapons, the better. Ben's getting older. Or do you think it's them thinking, do you know what we think? Juju's maybe not as good as we thought. So, you know, he's still a good receiver, but we need to surround Ben with other talent. Very, very interesting. Actually, I've actually, I have wrote an article about how I do think this year is, is a little make or breaks too harsh. Yeah. But it's the year that you've got to establish yourself as I am a number one. I am the star receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster because he did it as a number two to Antonio Brown and he hasn't done it just yet as the lead um yeah. i mean he needs a big year um he needs to stay healthy juju um yeah. and I, I don't think we i don't think you can consider him an elite talent until he overcomes adversity and he yeah. didn't last sure. year like i might my, my in the article that i wrote my comparison a little bit is you know deandre hopkins when he got there had a poor quarterback he only, yeah, he, only oh, yeah. he only got gifted to Sean Watson a few years later. Now we call him elite. We yeah. there's there's plenty of quarterbacks knocking around who have had not good or but all the you know their quarterbacks been injured, they've had backup and they've still achieved. Juju didn't do that last year. He didn't achieve. He got it was what forty two receptions, five hundred and fifty two yards, three touchdowns. He did miss what was it four games? Yeah, missed four games. <clears throat> it's he needs to he needs to take that next step. I do think we forget he is still very young, but yeah. he came in, he came, what he came in the league at 19. Um, so yeah. What's it? Three years now, two, three years, four years now, but it's been three years, I think. So um, 
he's 22 now, probably maybe turned 23. I don't know. Um, he needs to step it up a little bit, really. I think when people read my article, they put it very much like, oh, a bit harsh on a young guy. Like, you know, he's still good. He still had these seasons. I'm like, no, I'm not saying he's like a bust because he's not. He's, he's still incredible. I'm just saying that you need, if you want to be considered elite top 10 in this league, you need to, you need to do better. You need yeah. to push the next thing. And he will, he should be pushed by the talent he has around him. James Washington, Deontay Johnson, now Chase Claypool in the mix. That's some strong talent there as well. Deontay Johnson looked good last year. He was very good last year. Um, James Washington is is pretty decent as well. Not been as impressive as we want him to be, but still good. Chase Claypool will go on about later. Um, Big Ben, like, yeah, not that, you know, not the fittest guy. I know um, Jay Glazer went in on him, didn't he, about yeah, saying fat and he we don't know what a workout is sort of thing <laughs> i big ben's never really had this big an injury um i i is it time to move on maybe if he gets injured again i mean he's he's not missed a game um sorry he's he's in the last 10 years he has only played three full seasons so he ha- it's not it's not an anomaly that he misses games. And obviously sometimes, you know, if you go into the playoffs, you sit people last game of the season. Like that's, you know, maybe, maybe it's more like six, but in the last three games, you know, sure. in three of them years last game that he was benched in, you know, if we were going into the uh, playoffs or whatnot. He's not that injury prone. He's now had a big injury, admittedly. I think my problem is with Ben, like it is with a lot of quarterbacks in this league, is he's just not now the quarterback of the NFL. Like okay. 10 year, 10 years ago, people like Big Ben, tall, big, wide, big arms were like the thing. And now it's not the thing. It's it's you've got to be an athlete. And yeah. he isn't that anymore. Now, <clears throat> if he has a big year this year, I th- I think we keep him on. I think I think I think whether we do that great this year or not, we'll still keep him on. Not my personal I don't think so, but I think we do keep him on because I feel like we have this affinity to him. But I think he does bounce back. I do think he would be good next year. And I think that's what everyone's forgetting as well. Recency bias as why the Steelers aren't very good is that, oh, we're not very good because we didn't have Big Ben. Well, when we did have Big Ben, we are good. We're not that good, but we are we are a lot better. I mean, I don't think we go, we, I don't think we go eight and eight to, you know, uh, 13 and no. three for example, yeah. with Big Ben in the side. I don't think he is that much of a game changer anymore, unfortunately. But I think he's the best He's the best quarterback we've got. And we would, you know, we got 8-8 eight eight because we had a great defense. We have a great, great defense in Big Ben returning. We're probably a 10-win team, maybe even 11-win team. But <clears throat> it is, I do think the Steelers need to start thinking, we'll go on this about the draft, I suppose. Yeah, but I sure. do think it is a little bit time to start looking forward a little bit with the quarterback position for the Steelers. Well, that's a, that's a really nice segue because we're going to move on to the off-season now and start talking about the draft. And I think, just as a side point before we do look at your draft, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think, regardless of Ben's feelings, because I know there's a lot of rumours about he's, he's not been great when you've drafted people before, even people who aren't, you know, it's like their first-round picks or anything, um, but he's he's been a bit threatened. But I think with the injury with the slow decline of his play he's still a good player but the slow decline of his play I do think it's at a point where the Steelers could draft someone and if he was a bit pissy about it go look mate what, what did you think was going to happen of course we're going to draft a quarterback and and draft one in, in the first couple of rounds because you've got the team 
I think, unless you lose lots of players next year, I don't know what a lot of the contract situations are, um, you've got the team to go, do you know what? We don't need a player in the first or second round necessarily. We could take a quarterback in one of those slots and still have a good team and, and then build that player up. Uh, I don't know what you think of that scenario. I my point of view with the if he's annoyed or not is tough it's a business get on with it like that's that's that in a way I just it just worries me we need to develop a new quarterback yes to be a backup and Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges are not the people and we've we've signed Paxton Lynch as well in the offseason which is is not the person either I don't think um I mean we've signed him uh to a two-year extension so he's got two more years. That takes us to what twenty twenty two. I mean, I want. I, we'll talk about the draft. I wanted. Well, I wanted to draft quarterback this year, but I, there's a bit more meat on the bones to just that statement. But there is quarterbacks coming through, and there is time to do that. But I think it is time for us to take a risk on a quarterback because when I look around the league at the minute, everyone who's taking risks seems to be. It seems to be rewarding. To be yeah. honest, Lamar Jackson, the prime example in our own division, it seems to be rewarding. And I that's the maybe the problem with the Steelers in the last two, three years is it's just a bit safe and it's not yeah. it's not pushing the buttons, boundaries, sorry. And it's not doing something a bit different. You know, De- Devin Bush was a sure bet. He was a sure yes. bet he was going to succeed. We, are, you know, we did take people like James Connor, for example, who was a low uh, draft pick, um, and it's 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 panned out pretty okay for us. But it it's it is time to take some risks. So, do, is that how you view your draft from this previous, you know, just last few months? Um, you had uh, what did you have in the end? Uh, seven picks. Yeah, seven six. picks. Oh, six. six was it? Oh, yes, yeah. you've got a, no one in round five. Um, and so you had, you had six picks, but, you know, there the wasn't, you know, you didn't jump up for anyone particularly or package any picks or bring picks from next year in or, you know, do anything really like that. So in some ways it was quite a safe draft. But at the same time, if, if you've got the talent you need out of it, we've talked about Chase Claypool. And I have big hopes for him. We were talking um, on this podcast post-draft and I said he was one of the people I was most excited about who isn't like, you know, a first rounder because um, Pittsburgh just know how to develop wide receivers. So as far as I'm concerned, if someone's a physical athlete, which he is, and they're going to Pittsburgh, I'm like, well, that's that's pretty much nailed on. Um, what did you think of your draft? I I don't think necessarily... I think safe's the right word. I don't think anything... I, I, I never thought... I, I mean, I watched all the draft. I watched it from pick one to the last pick. So, yeah. um, I, well, what else were we going to do, I suppose? Absolutely. It's the only, only thing on TV. Um I, I it didn't excite me, but it didn't. I, it was just comfortable. It was just quite safe. We, I, yeah. I never thought we were going to go up into. I never thought we were going to package together picks going through the first round. Um, we don't have the, we don't have that great cap space, I suppose, to be able to be pulling anything crazy off. Um, yeah. I get as well. You know, six picks. Like I said, our roster's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. That we just needed some depth, and we've gone and done that. We've gone and done that with uh, Alex Highsmith at linebacker, uh, Anthony McFarland at running back. I don't think we need another running back, but okay. Um, Kevin Dotson at guard, Antoine Gibson, uh, sorry, Antoine Brooks, sorry, um, at safety and Carlos Davis defensive tackle. We've just shored up positions, which is what we needed to do. I, I don't think we needed to do anything crazy. Um, I loved what uh, Kevin Colbert said about um, when the report said, you know, are you, 
are you upset about not having a first round pick? And he said, well, yeah, we do have a first round pick. It's Minka Fitzpatrick. Because yeah. um, he, you know, he is. <clears throat> and I think it's a little bit of a trend around the league that, it, that it's probably sometimes worth getting, paying for a guy who's young and paying a lot. Because we did give, you know, get a first round pick and a couple more picks to it. And then obviously taking his contract on as well, which I think is okay at the minute, but he's going to expect big money. But we, you don't have that risk of drafting someone and then being a bust. So yeah. I loved, I loved the, the not having a first round pick and having Minka Fitzpatrick. That that was completely fine for me. Chase Claypool, admittedly, up until about five hours ago, I was okay about Chase Claypool, and then I've researched more into him, and I am incredibly excited about Chase yeah. Claypool now, massively. I mean. Um, what four years in Notre Dame, 150 receptions, 2,159 uh, yards, 19 touchdowns. Best year was last year. And um, I mean, someone his combine was really good. Um, a, a comparison I did see earlier today was Calvin Johnson. Yeah, because his physical numbers are all about the same. He's, he's huge like, as well. Yeah, he's massive. I mean, something something he can be a tight end, which that would be a wicked. I mean, Vance McDonald, Eric Ebron and him lining up as tight ends, like a bit like that free set that we saw at Baltimore last year. Yeah. That'd be, I'm very much in favour of that. Yes, please. I'd definitely have a bit of that. Um, he's got strong hands. He cuts really well. I mean, when he's one-on-one, he's brilliant. He's got a massive radius. Like I said, he's a huge body. He's, but he's nimble as well and physical. Um, a great athlete. Like he's, he's got an ability to go deep as well. He's good in blocking. He's good in special teams. I'm really excited about Chase Claypool. Actually, I think Chase Claypool could could be. He, he he. I think he could be. You know, he could overgo James Washington. I think Deontay yeah. Johnson. There's a lot more. I think he's a lot faster for one. Um, <clears throat> and Deontay Johnson's good there. I think Chase Claypool could definitely take them targets that Vance McDonald gets away um, because of his age. And, and I think. Claypool now, you know, being younger, but being just as strong and fit and fast. Yeah, um, He will get them receptions and he will do well with them. I I, I watched some of the tape earlier and I'm very, very pleased with that pick, actually. And like you said, we have a knack of doing good good with wide receivers. I mean, we've never picked a first round. In the last 10 years, we haven't picked a receiver in the first round. We've picked Deontay Johnson, James Washington, uh, Smith Schuster, Demarcus Ayers, Sammy Coates, Dry Archer, uh, or Dre Archer, uh, Martavis Bryant, Marcus Wheaton, Justin Brown, Tony Clemens, Emmanuel Sanders, and Antonio Brown. Yeah. Now, there is a few names on there that I've never even heard of. So I Absolutely. admit we don't hit every time, but I think we have an over 50% hit rate. I mean, Martavis Bryant not in the league anymore, but was good when he was in yeah. the league. Marcus Solid. Wheaton was pretty decent for us, and so was Sammy Coates. Emmanuel Sanders is now like regenerated into this incredible receiver after going with 49ers last year. Now at the saints, um, AB, obviously if he weren't such a tragic story, yes. uh, would is, is an, is an incredible wide receiver. He is amazing. Like we have to admit that though, as a person, he's not so amazing. Um, James Washington, I still think we're waiting a little, uh, Deontay Johnson, I think could pop this year. Smith Schuster again is, is a great receiver, top 20 receiver, top 25 receiver, but not that elite status just yet. And Claypool is in very good stead. I think he's getting a bit forgotten about because he's not flashy. He's not the flashy name of Jerry Judy, um, Henry Ruggs, C.D. Lamb, you know, the first rounders. Um, That being said, I I did want a quarterback with that pick. Okay. Who would you be unhappy getting? 
I would I would have been happy with Jalen Hurts. I actually okay. I would I that's why I want I actually I wanted Jalen Hurts on the night. I text my friend saying I think this this should be Jalen Hurts for me. I, I admittedly I, I can't go into detail about Jalen Hurts because I've not seen the tape. I've not watched him really. Sure. I've just I've just heard what I've heard. I mean at the to- at that time when we picked Jalen Hurts, Jacob Eason, and Jake Fromm were all on the all on there, and the three the three Jays and um, <clears throat> happy having taken Jake from though. Sorry. You're happy you haven't taken Jake from though, with all the stuff that's come out. Of well, there, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he uh, he's at the Bills, isn't he? Which it probably is uh, NFL careers may end before it even starts. I suppose. Yeah. Um, I I would have liked Jalen Hurts, but if the organization looked at the board and they thought that Claypool was a talent and athlete we couldn't pass up on, then I trust in it. I, I do trust yeah. in it. But it seems sure. to do all right. So I'm 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 okay with that. I on the flip side of not taking Hurts, though, I would have liked to take James Winston. I would have liked us to sign him for agency. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, with the quarterback thing, is it time to move on from Ben if it doesn't happen this year, or even if it does happen this year? Maybe. Like I said, the risk takers seem to be getting rewards. Um, you know, in the last in the last ten years, Rad's two super uh, sorry uh super bowl uh, appearance where we lost to um green bay and we've had five playoff appearances so it's not like he's done bad i just i, I had this argument when i talk about matt stafford is it, it you're just content we're just con- like every year with the season, it feels like for me recently is we're quite content with just being a bit average and we're in fact average is unfair we are better than average but isn't there more? Don't you want more? Now, the only good thing is, is that it seems like when we have two off years, we then have a great year. That seems to be a trend. I think like last 10 years, something like that, we've had like, uh, you know, a couple of times where it's been two seasons bad, a season great, two seasons bad, a season great, a bad season bad, a great season, you know. So hopefully this is the year where we can get a bit of a bounce back. We get maybe 11 wins, maybe plus. Probably sure. not the Ravens in division. But... I, I I just think with the injury now that's happened, we have to see how that affects him this year. He's not on the right side of age. What is he now? I think 38, I think. 38, I think, yeah. Yeah, I've got it right down somewhere. 38, yeah, he's 38. This is actually my worry with the Steelers team in general, actually, is that we are getting a bit old. We are getting a little bit older. Now, it's some some cases it's good. We're getting older in important places. I mean, Ben's 38, Alejandro Villanueva, 31, as well as Stefan Wisniewski, uh, uh, um, who we've just got in free agency. Um, both offensive linemen. Joe Hayden's 31. I personally would like to move off Joe Hayden, but we'll see. Cam Haywood, 31. Vince Williams, 30. David DeCastro, Marquis Pouncey, both 30 as well. Offensive line, we are clearly getting a bit older. Therefore, we need to be drafting offensive linemen. If anything, we probably should have drafted an offensive lineman with that second round pick this year. Seems as there was, seems to be a plethora of them as it was. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's time to take a few risks with a very risk-free Pittsburgh and yeah, now is, and now should be the time because if if you don't do them now they'll go it'll go quite quick because the legal change again it'll be something else it'll be something else that's new suddenly you know you need a quarterback that's tiny like Kyler Murray I suppose or something like that um it's just my worry free, away from the draft free agency wise um I, I mean, we didn't really do much business. We got rid of Roosevelt Knicks, Mark Barron, Nick Vanette, BJ Finney, Raymond Foster retired, we traded Javon Hargrave, Artie Burns gone, um, 
I, I don't mind anything there. I'm not particularly upset with any of that. Um, I, I, you know, we signed a fifth-year option with TJ, uh, uh, TJ Watt, so we'll see what happens next year with franchise tag Bud Dupree, good as well. Brought in Eric Ebron, which was obviously our sort of marquee thing that we did. Um, brought in Steph, uh, Stefan Vis, uh, um, Derek Watt as well, so we've got two of the Watt brothers now. If we get JJ Watt as well, I'd be... <laughs> Not that unhappy with that at all. I'd be perfectly happy to have the Watt trio there, um, as well as having two other brothers in Trey Edmonds and um, Terrell Edmonds as well. Um, and we also traded for Chris Wormley, which I think is a very smart trade as well. I, I like that trade a lot. Um, <clears throat> Eric Ebron, I think, is very good here. I, I really like that. Um, what did you think of it? Um, as you said, it was very quiet. Um, so not a lot of action, but then you know you said you've got a talented roster for the most part, even if it is a little old. I think most of them are still, at least in their, if not in their prime, they're they're, they're not too far out of it. So I don't think you had to do a lot. I think the interesting time for you is going to be in the next year because you know you're talking about Big Ben, he's a, he's owed thirty three and a half million. You know that's a lot of money to pay him. Whereas you could have a rookie. And for on five million or whatever he'd earn, and then you'd have twenty eight million to spend on what three quality players. So if the rookie can come in, pay play anywhere near Big Ben's level, and then you can have three better players in the rest of your team. You know, does that make you more dangerous? So I think next year is going to be interesting. Is obviously you're going to be able to keep what? Um, hopefully, obviously you'll be paying whatever he wants. I think the Javon Hargrave. I kind of agree with you on that. I think your defensive lines awesome anyway and you know he got 39 million uh over three years from philly um you, you obviously can't afford that I'm very intrigued by eric ebron um obviously he's had some up and down years but you, i just feel with big ben big body target i feel like he could fit into this offense really well he, he's obviously gonna have linebackers probably on him the whole time because the safeties are going to be too preoccupied covering your receivers. So he's probably going to have a middling athletic linebacker on him, which I think he could crush potentially. So I think, um, I think it was, a, it was a good free agency. Um, to be honest, I don't like you say you do a lot of business, but what you did, I like, um, and I think, I think you're in a good spot this year. I think the Ravens are going to win probably the division. However, there's three wildcard spots now. I can't really see Pittsburgh not in the playoffs unless something goes crazily wrong. Mm. Um, I so think obviously I, that's positive. <laughs> I think a lot of people thought that we overpaid for Ebron. Like we went a bit like, like threw a lot of money at him. And his total value of his contract was 12 million. Yeah, but yeah. that's good value. If you look at the better tight ends, if you look at the contracts for the, like the best tight ends around, most of the best tight ends around at the minute are on rookie deals. So they're all getting paid not that sure. much anyway. Ebron, where he got paid and the guys around him got paid like pretty, pretty, like it's pretty bang on the money really for how much we're paying him a year. Um, like you said, with cap space as well. Um, we're 28th in the league in cap space. So we can't, we don't have the money to, no. um, to go out and get them free agents, which when this is my thing a little bit with it is with the age and we've not been able to go and get free agents and everything like that. Isn't this the time to like the final push in a way? Like also, also on Ebron, he is, he is an immediate upgrade to Vance McDonald. His stats are are way better than uh, other than, I mean, 2019, they both had around the thirties receptions, um, uh, 
Eric Ebron had 31, um, McDonald 38, and Ebron had more yards by 100 yards. Um, obviously, Ebron had an incredible year in 2018. He so, he, you know, McDonald doesn't touch the sides there with that. Add Ebron and McDonald and Claypool together, that's incredibly interesting. But I do think this feels like the final push. This yeah. has got to be the final push because Same if it doesn't... Yeah, because if it doesn't, we then we need to then need to move Ben on, get the someone on the rookie deal, which then gives us the cap space. We'll get rid of some of this. I mean, what would be great is any of us, anyone, any rookie that comes in is going to have an incredible O line in front of them. So that's immediately yeah. a pressure that is off their hands straight away. We're going to have to pay what big next year, and I have no doubt, and I would do it as well. Would throw the kitchen sink at him because we, in my yeah. eyes, got to keep him. It, it it just feels when you look at their, our roster now, the age of it, the money situation, nothing's wrong with any of it. It feels like I'm being a bit negative, but there's nothing wrong with it. Where we are with that's great. But is anything but a good run in the playoffs good enough now? Even, I mean, is it, an AFC championship, I think, really has to be what you're aiming here for. If you get, if you get the AFC championship next year, you could probably, I, I as Mark Tomlin could go, okay, that is as good as this team's going to get us. Because sure. this team, how it is now, if it, it is not going to get any, it's not, it's not going to get any better. So if we, if we, if we do this year and we go, you know, 10 and six or nine and seven, that's as good as this team's going to be. Because, because uh, we can't wait for the Ravens to be bad. Because that's not going to happen. Browns are just getting better. The Bengals have now drafted a franchise quarterback. Yeah, granted, I don't think they'll do that great this year, but everyone's getting better. So it's whether you want to rest on your laurels of yeah. of just being, I don't know, dramatic, just being adequate now, I suppose. Which adequate is a harsh word, but you know, like I said, better than average. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think um, a few points on that as well. I think. Um, Ebron, just going back to him quickly, he's, he's only on five million guaranteed, so he's a one-year deal. So I agree, he's great value. If he doesn't yeah. pan out, you can get rid of him after this year. Um, I think the Steelers franchise does put a lot of credit and a lot of support for Mike Tomlin. But you're you're right as well that if you're not in the AFC Championship or at the very least the divisional round, it's not good enough for the Steelers. I I don't like that entitled feeling a lot of the time. You know, like you know, if you look at maybe Man United and football when they when they won everything every year it got to the point where when they started to drop off people were like oh but we should be top of the league it's like well why you're not entitled to it but obviously the Steelers do expect a certain amount of success and also I think you're absolutely right that this is the time to go for it to the Steelers for two reasons number one exactly as you said your division's getting better your division's slowly becoming the best in football next year maybe the year after it'll probably be the best in football but also on top of that who, and I'm not just saying this because it's me, who is the one team you could never get through? Yeah, Patriots. And who's, who's falling off? Yeah, Patriots. And this it's is the true. time. Massively true. Massively true. But the problem is we couldn't get through you guys. You guys have dropped off, but then Chiefs have come in to be that barrier. Ravens have come in to be that barrier. I agree. Now, now, now oh, they don't, have, they don't have the... No, I don't think they have the same gravitas that Patriots have, like... I uh, though they're better teams currently, yeah, or have been in the last few years. You know, Patriots do have that like can't beat us at home. Yeah. If we get to the playoffs and we stay at home, we get the Dubai. You won't beat us. 
Like they they will they will shoot you down. Now I don't think the Ravens and the and the um, Chiefs, sorry, do that. But yeah, it is a hurdle that's out of the way. And and also the the Ravens haven't won a playoff game yet. So if you no, if you with all your gravitas, in fairness to the Steelers, if you with your gravitas get them in Baltimore, they're going to be the team with pressure on them. And KC, as awesome as they are, and they are, they're fantastic. But two things, two notes on them. A, their defense isn't as good as people think. People think it's good because they rack up statistics. Well, they're going to rack up statistics when teams are throwing all day. Like people saying, oh, they've got a lot of pressure. I could get pressure on that team. I know that he's throwing every single play. So that's sort of misleading. And the other thing is they're going to have to pay Pat Mahomes soon. And when they pay Pat Mahomes, they're going to have to let go every player they have because they're going to give them 200 million, 40 million a year, probably something like that. And, and you think they're going to sign Sammy Watkins, Chris Jones, even people like Tyreek Hill. They're just not going to have the money. And no. so I, I think if the Steelers can rebuild now with a rookie, so you have five years of cheapness, I think, you know, there's an opportunity there despite those two teams. Yeah. So if we get we get a rookie quarterback in, there is no problems paying. I have no problem paying TJ Watt. You've got Devin Bush on a rookie contract as well. You go into next year's draft and pick some. I mean, I, we have got a first round pick next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could, I would very happily drop some of the guys off on the f- defense who are a bit older. I'd happily trade some of them away to get some extra picks now. Um, I've gone a little bit mad in it in my mind because he's a mad at things in Madden, but the moves yeah, I made yeah. like straight away. So like Joe Hayden is out for me straight away just because of an age thing. I actually think he's still Trevor Gable. And obviously he, he's, you know, topping interceptions last year. He's still brilliant, but uh, you know, like, let me just re- read the roster a lot. I try and get through the roster as quick as I can here with you. So yeah. starting quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, James Connor, um, then you've got Jalen Samuels, Benny Snell, Eric Ebron, Vance McDonald, um, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Offensive line of Villanueva, Wisniewski, po- uh, Pouncey, DeCastro, Matt Filer. Okay, not really, you know, no one's right on about Matt Filer. But um, that's, that's a... Offense. A pretty decent offense. You look at the defense, Cam Hayward, Chris Wormley, Stefan Tuitt, TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Vince Williams, Bud Dupree, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Steve Nelson, Mike Hilton. Like, that's good. That's really good. I mean, I I, I just don't, I just, this has to be the year. This has to be the year to go for it. Um, well, I feel like we've slowly transitioned into next year anyway. So I might as well talk a little bit about next year. Um, I, I think we have everything in this team to be a top team and be competitive. We we okay. have everything in this team to be able to do that. The only thing I think we're lacking is a little bit in, in running back. Um, I like James Conner. I think when James Conner's on, he's brilliant. It's just whether he's on. And I don't, I think okay. James Samuels and Benny Snell have not had the playing time to be able to be on either. Um, I, I think we are, I do think we are a top 10 team. Um, and we have the talent, but we, the problem is, is we're failing to capitalize on the talent we have. That's okay. the problem. Sure. And, okay. and you know, we, we, we're just not capitalizing on the guys we have. We have four, well, now with Claypool, four very good receivers that we can use. We can use everywhere. We have two very good tight ends. We have three very capable running backs. We have a defense which is got to be top five in the league for me. Um, I think T, I think the defense actually is key. If the defense can play, if, if the defense can play like they did last year, 
then we then there is no problem on that side of the ball. Then I'm very, very confident. It's if the offense then performs, which they will have the keys to perform because hopefully pending no injury, Ben Roethlisberger is fully fit and fully fine it for the whole season. So that will be a true, it'll be a true test this year if everyone stays fit of this offense, I think. If everyone stays fit. The problem is, is what, let's say we have another thing this year where Ebron's injured for four games, Roethlisberger's out for five, for four games, uh, James Washington's out for six games, seven games or whatnot. More people, you know, different components in the same offense being injured. Then you need to look at, right, well, we've got far too many people being injured here. We need to look at what's going on with all of that. I mean, there's always freak injuries, but, you know, you can minimize these things. There has to be then a different game plan. Um, The defense is sorted. We know it is. It's if if, can this offense, you know, deliver on the day. Um, I think TJ Watt and Devin Bush are the key to that defense. Um, They'll draw people in. They're so good. They will just draw people in. and 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 the others will capitalize you know they will sure they will they will make it look like they're doing one thing to create you the offense to do something of which they want you to do so they will make it look like they are going they they will rush you know knowing that then you're going to have to go over the top to then deliver for guys like joe hayden mink fitzpatrick and whatnot um that i think that work i've i've zero worries about our defense this year i just hope they will stay healthy um Juju, like we said, needs a big year and he needs to stay healthy. Um, I, 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 I love, I love the Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Vance McDonald, Eric Ebron, Chase Claypool mix. I think that's great. Um, I think we've got we we just we have to worry about durability in the Cleveland Browns. That's our two problems. Okay, is that durability in the Cleveland Browns? The Ravens win this division. That that's yeah, I agree. We might as well we might as well chis- chisel that into stone now. It's 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 done. It's it's going to happen. I, if anything, I think everyone's hoping in the world for it next year. It's a Chiefs Ravens um, AFC Championship, and uh, a lot of people are liking the Saints next year. I think the Saints. Uh, I think they're on. I think the Saints are very much like Steelers in a way. They're on the final push as well. I just think their roster's a bit better. I think it's a bit deeper. Um, we're both on the final push there. I, I think the Cleveland Browns are our worry. It is. It's just like last year. Um, we just bounce between second and third all the time. I know the Browns only finished with six wins last year, which obviously totally pains me. Um, <laughs> for they've had that many wins. Um, but they, you know, they they are going about their business very sensibly. Last they year are. they were they were the books of this year. Last they, year, yeah, absolutely. Talk yeah. of the town. They were going to win the Super Bowl. They were the talk of the town, and this year. Not heard a peep from. Thank God Baker Mayfield's now learned to shut shut up. Well, I think I think it. isolation's helped him. I oh, genuinely massively. do. Can't do any adverts. Can't do public speaking. Can't call the rest <laughs> cheats or you know whatever else he did last year. Um, I think I think it's been great for him. And um, yeah, I think Cleveland could have a good year. I mean, I, I well, we'll I won't spoil it yet. We'll do the division rankings in a bit, but. You know, I I still don't know whether they're going to catch up with you, but um, I do see the Baltimore Ravens, as you said, winning the division. Um, they've also got the easiest schedule in football statistically, so I mean, it's it's really loaded for them to have an amazing year. Um, wanted to move on to schedule actually. I wanted to do a little thing which I haven't done before, but I thought it'd be quite good fun if I go through the schedule 
you just tell me on instinct win or loss ah i've got you know what i've got them all wrote wrote down but luckily for you i've turned my page oh that's okay. <laughs> so i i actually can't in fact, I've, I've got the rest because I had to write up all the other schedules sure. earlier to know what their records would be. I'm going to put that away. I've not really looked at that either. Well, in okay. some ways, that's nice because actually it'd be quite interesting to see what your instinct is against your thought out kind of um, thoughts. So it'd be, it'd be quite interesting. Believe okay. me, believe believe me, Ed, there's not that many thoughts that go through his brain, mate. It's not, <laughs> there's not much going on up there, to be honest. Well, quality is what matters. So, <laughs> okay, so let's go. At Giants. Win. Um, home to Denver. Uh, I like Denver this year. What do you think about Denver this year? Um, a little overrated. Um, I think they are a team for next year. Mm, that's not going to influence my decision, but because uh, I'm pretty sure I put a win earlier, but I think a win there. Is it at? Is it at Denver? Uh, no, it's at Hinesfield. Uh, we win at Hinesfield. Cool. Houston at Hines. Uh, win. At Tennessee. Lose. Uh, Philadelphia at Hines Field. Oh, uh, they can sometimes... I had to think about that one earlier. <laughs> Lose. I tell, you, I tell you one thing, before we carry on, yeah. I am massive for get the big teams early. Like, I was so yeah. pleased we played you guys first game last year. I know we lost. We got absolutely thrashed as well. Yeah. Um, 33 to 3, wasn't it, in the end? Um, yeah. But I'm massive on get the big games early. I, I You have to get get them before they get the ball rolling. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cleveland at Hinesfield. Cleveland at Hinesfield lose. Okay. Uh, Baltimore at MNT Bank. In fact... Uh, well, we lose to Baltimore. No, I think we... I think. No, we do. We'll do. We'll lose to Cleveland there. No, so we lose to Baltimore as well. Yeah. Um, so at the, the bye week, about midway through the season, we've currently got three wins. So we're going to have to go on a bit of a bit of a tear here. So at Dallas, AT and T, win. Uh, Cincinnati at Hinesfield, win definitely. Yeah. Uh, at Jags, win. Uh, Baltimore at Hines. Definitely lose. Uh, Washington at Hines. Win. Buffalo uh, away. Lose. Uh, oh, Cincinnati away. Win. Uh, Colts at Hines. Oh, win. And finally, Cleveland uh, away. Uh, Lost I think... earlier. I know. See, this is what I was going to say because I know we play Cleveland last. I feel like we'll lose that game, but we'll win the later game. But I'll, I'll go win here okay. just, because, just because I went for lose earlier. We always win one, lose one against Browns, it feels like. Brilliant. Okay, so that, that was good. So um, you had them going 10 and 6. Can you tell me what you had written down and just sort of give me a bit of info on why you thought that? Okay, okay. Let's have a look. Got to find the page now. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. So I had, oh, I did. Oh, okay. Um, I had us going ten and six as well. Actually, <clears throat> I had us beating the Giants, losing to the Broncos, beating the Texans, losing to the Titans, beating the Eagles, beating the Browns, losing to the Ravens. Okay. Then on a bye week, and then we beat the Cowboys, beat the Bengals, beat the Jags, 
lose the Ravens, beat the Redskins, lose the Bills, beat the Bengals, beat the Colts, lose to the Browns. Yeah, all of that seems perfectly sensible to me. I think I think the highlight of that year, because Baltimore is so dominant, it would be Baltimore-Pittsburgh because what a great game. But um, I love that and I'm a Patriots fan. But I think Philly at Heinz Field will be a cracker. That's going to be uh, that's going to be some game that is that that's it's it, so a lot of these games I think are just so dependent on what they look like. Yeah, like the Eagles, they get in, any of their guys get injured early. They're not the same team. Yeah. Um, the Broncos, if they come out good at the start, could lose to them. Um, the Jags, everyone is absolutely hounding on them that they'll be rubbish. I when I spoke to a friend the other day, we talked a lot of logic about the Jags. They're yeah. not actually looking that bad, but I do still think we beat them. Yeah. Um, it is at Jacksonville as well, though, so it might be a bit hot, which would not great. Um, the Bills, I think we lose the Bills all day long. Bills are my uh, one of my wild cards to go to the Super Bowl. Sure. Um, I think they are. They've got everything they needed. They all last year. Last year, the whole time I said they they're just missing a star wide receiver. That's all they're missing, and they've gone and done it. So you yeah. know, um, it's. It, it, I think we beat the Colts at home. They play indoors. Um, don't think they're going to be as great as some people reckon, but they are still good. Um, again, it's a win-loss mix-up. Rivers, doesn't it? It it does massively, massively. Um, the only confident ones I've got there is both the Bengals and the Redskins wins. Yeah. They're the only ones right. I feel entirely confident about. But that's really. the NFL. Yeah, well, I, I do admit, I do admit, I as much as I like looking at the schedule and it's interesting to look at, I am a very, I do sit in the corner of every game to hard game in the NFL. Every yeah. game, every game to hard game, every game anyone can win um so you know the, the anything can happen in the nfl um what have you got for the whole division so i've funny enough i have pittsburgh 10 and 6 so we've got three 10 and 6s um i've got uh ravens 13 and 3 it might seem a bit high but i think their team is absolutely loaded with no weakness and uh they've got the easiest schedule in football so i just kind of i kind of can't see them losing more than three games i just can't i think i've got the steelers 10 and 6 I've also got the Browns 10 and 6, and I think you beat them because of tiebreakers. I think when the Browns come to play you, you'll beat them because you're the more established franchise. You're the more established team. They're not used to, like the Bills, which which I could talk about for a while as a Patriots fan, but that's that's for another day. I think they haven't got that mental edge yet. They're, they're still finding their feet, and they've got all the talent, and I think they are going to be better this year, hence 10 and 6. But I think... When they come to play you, you'll beat them when you need to. So you have the tiebreaker. And then uh, Bengals 5-11 and 11 bringing up the rear, but an improvement on last year. And I think they'll play a lot of people tougher. So they'll win a couple more games, which is obviously a good start. But also, I think they're, they'll just run a lot more people closer than last year. You, you've pretty much got the same path from Browns. I've, I've got pretty much the same path from the Browns. I've got Browns, okay. at, nine, I've got Browns at 9-7. and seven. Oh, yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pretty close. But I've got Bengals at five eleven as well. I think you're right. I think Bengals improve, but I I don't. There's more problems than just quarterback there for me. Yeah. There is more quarterbacks. Zach Taylor is a second. Is only two years in, Absolutely. and he's got a rookie a rookie quarterback. I mean, it's and they've not had they've not had the work out that they could have done in previous years due to pandemic. Um, the Browns are just so interesting. It just really depends on what yeah. they do. It really does. Um, <clears throat> I, I think we get the wild card spot. I, I'd be, I would be content with a playoff win. Um, 
I I would be content with a playoff win. That would be make me. I'd be happy with that. Anything sure. further than that, I'd be I'd be it'd be better. Um, I do seriously think from where their viewpoint is in the organization, they should be targeting the AFC Championship, and anything less than that is is disappointing for them in the office, maybe. But I think a wild card spot win would be great. I I just you list. Uh, what well, I wrote this down earlier. Um, you know when you're talking about playoffs and stuff like that. The top, I've just I just put a list straight away of I didn't sure. do particular order I just put teams that I think are better straight away it was 49ers Seahawks Packers the Vikings Eagles Cowboys the Saints the Buccaneers the Ravens the Chiefs the Bills the Titans like okay. that's the, that's who you're gonna have to come up against that sure. that's the competition and I, you know maybe maybe I think maybe we're better than the Titans but you know but that's not top ten that's not the top ten ten teams in the league. So it's always going to be really hard. It's 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 going to be really hard to be able to push forward with doing that. Um, I, I just think we have every shot. I just think when you look actually on the rest on, the roster on paper and actually how we did play last year, if you don't just think about the poor quarterback play, we're not we're not a bad team. We're a good team, no, and no. Uh, you know, d- defense is top three and uh, top five, top three, and this offense just needs to prove it this year, really. Um, and the, well, the offensive line is is fantastic. We've got we, that's what I love about this team is we have got definites. We've not got oh, does it work? You know, not yeah, stability. You know, yeah, yeah, we've got that stability. Our defense is, is stable, is brilliant. Our offensive line is stable, is brilliant. We just, ha- I, I think, all our wide receivers are good, and I, I think our offense is good. It's just piecing it a bit together really is the only thing there's no there's no over i don't have any overall worries on on anywhere on, on this offense or defense for that matter sure um moving on i'm not sure whether i asked you for a bold prediction um but i i have got one um if um but I'll, I'll go first so um if you haven't got one if you, you might be able to think of one in the time um so i think big ben I'm quite I'm quite bullish on Big Ben. I don't really know why, if I'm honest. I think it's just instinct. Um, I think ben, Big Ben wins the Comeback Player of the Year, throws for over 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, which would only be the third time he's ever done that. Wow. So it is bold, which is which is the whole right, point. It's, it's what it's but, meant to be, a bold prediction. It is, yeah. I, I just think I could just see it. I could see Big Ben having a magical last season. Well, not necessarily last season, that might be harsh, but, you know, magical last or penultimate season because I definitely think next year will be his last season. And just, you know, get the get the Steelers to... I know I've only given them 10 to 6, but, you know, 10, maybe even shock or 11 wins and then win a playoff game against someone like the Ravens. Like the Ravens are the two seed. You're the, whatever you would be, the seventh seed or whatever. You have to go to the Ravens and you upset them. And then the Ravens are are stuck on that. We can't win a playoff game. And then it it all comes crashing down the next round. You, you, I don't know, you play the Titans or the Colts and and, and that's the end of the run. But I could just, I could just see that kind of thing happening. I think he's got enough weapons to do it. He's still got a very dependable offensive line. Really, if Big Ben... I'm not saying if Big Ben doesn't do that, he's had a bad year. But I think if he doesn't get over 3,000 yards and at least 23, 24, 25 touchdowns, he's had a bad year with with that yeah. line and those weapons. Yeah. He's had a bad yeah, year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think comeback player of the year is like not. I I, I think he probably he probably will win that. I think personally, yeah. I think that will yeah. be that's like a, a certainty, I suppose, in within the bold prediction. Um, I do ha- I do have a bold prediction. Cool. However, I I, I think. Uh, no, I'm still I'm still going to hold hold close to it. I just think yeah. maybe Chase, Chase Claypool might 
draw away from this a little bit. My okay. bold prediction is Eric Ebron gets over gets over six hundred plus yards and eight touchdowns, which is okay. is yeah. not it, other than like twenty um, twenty eighteen. He's not really touched that mark many times. No, I just I just think the red zone threat of it all. I just think it's such a red zone threat. That's all he did at the Colts. It felt like was just he was just in the in the red, in the red zone and in the t- and getting touchdowns here there and everywhere. I think it's it's a new toy for Ben to play with. I think Vance McDonald takes the back seat. I think Chase Claypool almost lines up alongside him. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if it that sort of if sure if he maybe doesn't achieve them stats because Claypool draws them away. Another, <clears throat> another maybe. Oh, it's I uh, say. Oh, yeah. I'll just say it. Chase, it. another Bob prediction. Chase Claypool's in contention for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I, I think you look at the Rookie of the Year contentions this year, and they were not. None of them were first rounders. I don't believe were they? Uh, were they? I don't think like, so. Maybe one. Yeah. Who actually won it? Actually, Josh Jacobs won it, didn't he? Did Josh Jacobs win it? I can't remember now. I'm blanking now. Um, I oh, said God, Josh Jacobs so... should win it, but I don't know whether he did. Maybe he didn't win it. I th- I know AJ Brown and DK Metcalf were in the conversation, which obviously they weren't first round picks, were they? Was DK Metcalf? Yeah, they weren't. Okay. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Here we go. You 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 keep going. I'll I'll look it up. I I I really think. I think Chase Clay, you know, a lot of a lot of there's been a lot of good offensive players that have gone in the first round this year. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure a lot of them are going to succeed, but there is always somebody. Oh no, no. we missed the obvious one. Sorry to interrupt. We missed the obvious one. Think who's obvious. really obvious? Offensive rookie of the year. Who's really obvious? Oh, oh no. Oh, quarterback. Who is it? Oh, quarterback. Um. Oh, Kyler Murray. No, not Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. Not deserved in my book. I think he's yeah. good. I think Cardinals are one of my dark horses to do a lot better this year than people yeah, think. Absolutely. Um, I think they will do a lot better this year than people think. Um, not not playoff worthy. I just think they will they will challenge for that second spot a lot more than people maybe make out. But anyway, um, rookie of the year. There is well anything of the year. There is always. There is always, year after year, there is always a team, there's always a player that does amazing, that you never sure. thought anything of, whether it be players that are already established or rookies, and there's always a team that everyone thinks is going to be, you know, who's who's not anybody talking about at the minute? The Raiders, for example. Las Vegas, uh, Vegas Raiders, Jets, um, or... Uh, Denver, I suppose, a little bit though. We've spoke about Denver, and I do know other people have been saying about Denver, but their their teams, what I would I would say, have not not on the lips of many people. Yeah. They could do one of them will get to the playoffs. Like one of them sure. will. There is always a team that we never think about that will get to the playoffs. Um, you know, Titans were that last year, and there'll be a team this year that does the exact same. So it, it, it's I, I I don't think Chase Claypool getting rookie of the year is is a, is a massively bold prediction. I think it's it's a it's it's not unheard of and it's probably doubtful, but it's it's a it's a bold prediction, I suppose. Sure, I think um, I think the the sort of you know the take I'm going to die on this year, I think, just speaking of teams that um, people aren't talking about enough, is I, I just think people are, are chronically underestimating the Chargers. Um, I think oh, they have yeah. the Massively. best the best defense, perhaps in the NFL, or if nope. not, they're top three, and their offense is 
probably top 10 apart from the quarterback. I appreciate that point, but Tyrod Taylor is still probably hovering around 20, 20 odd, and he's a safe, you know, won't give the ball away kind of guy. And I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl. I They won't win the Super Bowl. Tyrod Taylor won't turn into the Super Bowl, but could they go 10 and 6 and upset someone in the playoffs? Absolutely. And you just don't hear anything about them at all. So I'm 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 going to die on that take um, this year. That's going to be the one I'm I'm pumping out this year. So uh, we'll see. And they'll look great in powder blue. So you know they'll look cool doing it as well. So uh, there we go. Um, just to finish off the episode. I wanted to just do three quick fire questions about the AFC as a whole. We have talked a little bit about that, but I don't think we've really necessarily covered these things. So just three quick fire questions, and then we will finish. Um, who is, this might might be an obvious start? Who's the best team in the AFC? Uh, the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. Cool. Okay, I'll go Ravens, but that's cool. I, I like that. We got a bit of a difference of opinion. How far do you think the Patriots are going to fall? Sorry about that. No, no, don't worry, mate. No, not at all. Um, Talk for a while, so that's fine. No um, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, going back to the last question, how how far do you think the Patriots might fall this year? Uh, not as much as people think. Yeah. I think I think people dramatically underestimate Bill Belichick. And if there's one thing that I know to be absolutely true is just don't whatever you think about the Patriots is is untrue. No matter yeah. no matter what you think about them, they will zig when you want to zag. Sure, absolutely. I've, I've gone going nine and seven, so I think there will be a fall off. But as you say, I, I don't think it will be dramatic. I don't. Either. I don't think it'll be dramatic. I think people think they're going to win five games. That's ridiculous. They're not going to. They're not, they're not going to drop off as crazy as people think. They'll still get second in the division. Okay, and uh, last one. How far do you think the Colts and Chargers could go? Uh, Colts, I think. I think the Colts could make the playoffs. Um, I'm not looking at the schedule. I wouldn't know what they've got no, schedule-wise, but I, I could see them being a, a, a nine-plus win team. Okay. Um, their only downside is they've had the pandemic. Some Phil Rivers haven't got to work with the off offense as much sure. i don't think the offense is that special um but i think the defense is pretty decent i i think uh, uh, people are i uh, think people like to be really hot on them but i don't think they are that great but i think they've definitely upgraded a quarterback which is good cool, um yeah. the Chargers. um if it wasn't for the quarterback worry with tara taylor slash justin herbert um they they for me last year were going to go to the playoffs i've generally thought that and i think they were I don't, I don't understand how they it didn't work last year for them uh yeah. missing derwin james for that period of time was seemed a bit it was a bit like when i said ryan shazier missing for us it seemed to just crumble yeah. a little bit it seemed when derwin james was gone it seemed to crumble a little bit and uh, and that's a shame. I re- I really like Chargers. I, I they're a team that I am a, a very much I very much root for. Um, I even was at a Chargers game. And I think I was at the London gate of one of the London games, and we we're coming back. Admittedly, I'd have a few drinks, and I said the Chargers would win. I I said the Chargers would have a really strong playoff run. Slash, they they maybe would win the Super Bowl this year, uh, and that may have been last season. Or maybe it'd been the season before, yeah. and the charger and the Chargers fan laughed at me and said, "That's ridiculous." I, not even a Charger fan thinks that, but I generally do. I generally do think they are really good. They are really, really good. It's just this won't be the year because I think Tyra Taylor is just bang average, um, and I think Justin Herbert's good, but he's a rookie quarterback. You, you sure. know, 
rookie year, rookie quarterbacks, it's they always have a year to progress. Absolutely. Um, just want to take this opportunity just briefly just to talk about your podcast and, and where people can find it and what they can expect to hear when they listen to it. Brilliant. So um, I do the Franchise Tag podcast, um, which is on iTunes and Spotify. And if you don't have them platforms, we also have a website, which is www.thefranchisetag.co.uk. Um, we're on all forms of social media. Uh, we're on Facebook as the Franchise Tag podcast, as well as Instagram with the same name. On Twitter, we're the Franchise Tag UK. Um, we do have a page on LinkedIn as well, which I believe is the Franchise Tag podcast. Um yeah, I mean, we've been doing it for a year now. Currently, um, we're doing sort of fan insider episodes a little bit like you guys have been doing. We're doing uh, half an hour chats with um, a UK a UK fan of a team. We're trying to get every team done before the start of the season. Um, it's probably a different it's a different idea we've been doing at the moment just while it's in the off season. There's not much going on um, when we're in regular season. I'd say it's, you know, it's very much an opinion based podcast on my side. I do do it on my own. However, things may change in the future. Um, opinions backed up by strong facts, though. Um, we talk about relevant stuff that's in the NFL um yeah we, we we i just love doing it my my friend uh dan who produces it for me does a fantastic job with all of the visual stuff on our social media it's, it's a real privilege to be able to do that with him and i i don't thank him near enough as much as i do for making my dream i suppose come alive um yeah it, it just not just my podcast but the uk is is producing some fantastic nfl podcasts at the minute and i don't do it enough unfortunately because we all fall into bad habits but try and if people try and drop the famous podcasts for more um independent ones um more uk based ones then you know that helps out the whole community i think you know as well ed um you know that the nfl uk community with podcasting is is a fantastic community they're great yeah. people um men and women you know, trying to push each other, trying to get better and um, sharing with each other. You know, it's it's been a very pleasant surprise for yourself and for, for me when um, I started doing this. That, you know, people were there for each other and not so much as a competitive edge sort of thing. Um, and it's been really positive. So, yes, uh, I encourage everyone to listen to more UK podcasts because we get we get great guests. Um, we get great people on whether they're UK based or American based. We do know what, what we're talking about. I know it's not. We're not from the the country where the sport is based, but we this is you know we live and breathe it. Like we, it's all Absolutely. I at this moment in time with how it's going on at the minute. You know, it's all I think about, talk about, look at on social media is NFL, and it's just it's so much fun. I also encourage people to get into fantasy football as well because again, it is so much fun to play, and it gives you a much wider aspect of. Um, of all things NFL. And uh, yeah, if you, if you want to listen to the franchise tag podcast, like I said, on iTunes and on Spotify, you can leave a rating review on iTunes as well. We haven't had loads of them recently, so that'd be fantastic to do that as well. Um, yeah, Ed, I, I really appreciate um, you having me on. Um, I love your podcast and I really wish you all the best luck in the future, mate. Thank you very much. And and you're absolutely right. I think the, the UK scene is really strong. I think there's some great um, podcasters out there like yourself. Also, just some great content creators. Some people don't do podcasts, just some great written work and things like that. And um, everyone couldn't have been more welcoming when I started this podcast. And that's that goes both ways, you know, as in the other podcasters and things like that, but also just the people on Twitter and Instagram, things like that, that interact with you. Everyone's been fantastic. So, um, Thank you very much for coming on today. Um, I'd like to say, we remind everyone to go and check out the Franchise Tag podcast when you get a chance. 
and um hope we all thank freddie for coming on today Thank you. I appreciate it. I also like to add that I have started uh, pushing my boundaries into the writing world. So I have been doing some columns as well. Uh, I've been writing columns for an American site called The Brawl Network, spelled B-R-A-W-L. They're all online as well. So if you Google The Brawl Network and um, t- and uh, look for my recent uh, articles, I mean, all our, our art- my articles that I do, I post on um, the social media for the Franchise Tag podcast. So you can click on them. If you then click my name at the bottom of the article, it will then take you to where all the articles that I've written are. Um, that's a new thing I'm trying to get into and I'm really enjoying doing it. And uh, that would be also great if people go and take a look at the articles as well as listen to the podcast. But again, Ed, I really appreciate um, you having me on, mate. Cheers. Yeah, great to have you on. And uh, like you said, everyone go and check those things out and, and uh, show support for the UK podcasters. You know, there's a lot of people who listen to podcasts from around the world, which is absolutely fantastic and great to see. But honestly, you know, give the UK podcast um seen a try because as uh, as freddie said you know we're very dedicated and we're the ones who stay up to 4 a.m the americans don't stay up to 4 a.m so you know the commitment's on our side um to to you know show us show everyone what we've got so um that's all from the show today uh, thank you again for freddie for joining us and offering us insight into the steelers and their upcoming season i think they've got a very interesting and potentially exciting season coming up thank you to you all for joining us i hope to see you again soon and have a good day everybody yeah.